Welcome to You Ought to Watch This Movie, the podcast about movies from the first decade of the 2000s, a.k.a. the aughts. Follow along and explore a movie from the aughts, getting unbridled opinions from two millennials. Sit back, relax, and enjoy one of the best decades in movies. It's that time again for the podcast, You Ought to Watch This Movie. Yes. Although sometimes we don't know if they ought to watch it or not. Yeah, I think this is one of those times where, you know, you're going to have to make your own decision. But uh, as always... I'm Colin. And I'm Miles. Here is You Ought to Watch This Movie. Starting off, the title of the movie is... Eye of the Beholder. Yes. And this, well, spoiler alert again, if you haven't watched it and you want to hear our over-encompassing, unbridled opinions, pause it, watch it, waste 90 minutes of your life, and come back for a non-wasted half hour of us talking about it. And your disclaimer, this one is rated R. Um, for this was from IMDb, but the actual movie said something not quite the same. But um, for strong violence, sexuality, we'll also throw in nudity, um, language, and brief drug content. I didn't actually see any nudity, did you? Yes. Oh. You were off cooking your oh, my tuna. snack. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And I did not say anything. Mm-hmm. Miss Goody Two-Shoe over here. But it was like the bath scene. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> did miss much. Um, so, uh, what do we want to go through first? Well, I would like to mention that even though the internet says this is a 1999 movie, it was released... Uh, in the U.S. in 2000. So just like, was it last week's? Well, the last time I was wrong about that one, the last time it was released at a film festival. Ah, uh, film festivals don't 99, matter. 99, but this one was released internationally in 1999, but then in the U.S. in 2000. Mm. Well, needless to say, it's still a 2000 movie. And I think from this uh, next podcast that we do after this, Moving forward, we're probably going to be a little more picky and choosy on our videos because the way we kind of decided on it is, I guess this trailer was just lined up and we both just instinctively started writing our uh, trailer summary reviews. And because we liked the main actor. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll get into characters in a minute, but it's a recognizable one. But like in the future... We are definitely not going to watch a lot of horror movies, so if that's your genre, we're sorry. But sure, there's other podcasts that you can uh, listen to that talk about horror movies. Well, I mean, wouldn't any podcast breaking down horror movies inevitably involve the line of, oh my god, she fell, why isn't she getting up, why is she running to the attic or slash basement, why doesn't she just leave? Why is is someone being left alone in the dark? 
Yeah. So yeah, they have a group. Here you get a, a litany of uh, various items. What, what, what is the, um, oh, there's this rule that uh, there's only like 27 different types of stories. Do you mean genres or do you mean like stories? Like plots. And then they just like, you know, change them minutely or something. It's, um, yeah, plot types. Okay. I, I believe that, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking it up, but I, I guess there's uh, uh, only seven, uh, I don't know, it says seven types, Overcoming the Monster, Rags to Riches, The Quest, Voyage in Return, Rebirth, Comedy, and Tragedy. And crunching story types and plot down to three, Happy Ending, Unhappy Ending, Tragedy. This movie, I think, falls into, well, unhappy and happy. Depending, depending on, on what alternate ending you watch. Yes, and we'll get to that in a little bit. We should probably talk about the trailer. Okay, so uh, go on. All right, my points from the trailer. There was no voiceover until the end when it was announcing like the title of the movie and like the actors. Yeah. Um, so that was that was interesting. Although it did have like a silent voiceover telling you like each, I guess, character's um, title or like their role in, mm-hmm. in in the movie. Yeah. Like you know the killer, the watcher, the predator, wh- whoever. Yeah, the predator. So yeah, and then I said I don't think I'll like it. But the trailer could be deceiving, like they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. And I said it might be a good psychological thriller, but I don't think it ended up that way. So this is going, uh, my uh, trailer summary here, I wrote it and at the end of the movie, I told Colin, I can't wait to read this to you. Okay. okay? So, this is what I wrote. Spy movie question mark? The kid saying so, and the subsequent trailer with the graphic, uh, the predator, and the weird uh, snippets of the movie left me thinking, is this a creepy love story packed into an action movie? Or a thriller story with action-packed love dialogues? Or a love story with a tragedy, thriller, action-packed theme? It does have Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor, though. <laughs> so, Ewan McGregor was uh, the star, and uh, was it Megan Judd? Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. Who we know from TNG. Mm, yes. Ensign Robin Leffler. Yep. And she was also Tr- Triss's mom in Divergent, in the Divergent movies. Okay. That's like notably the two things we would know her from. And as I explained already, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan. Yes. Anybody who's anyone would know that, hopefully. Wow. Except uh, one of the officers. There's some weird people living under a rock. Hello there. And he's also Christopher Robin in the same titled movie. Excellent movie. It's unfortunate that we won't get to it in this uh, (laughs) podcast, but that is an awesome movie. So, what else do you have for? Well, I didn't write a summary, but here's a quick 
summary, basically, this spy type person is tasked with, I guess, spying on his boss's son to see, you know, what he's up Mm -hmm. to. And in the meantime, he gets distracted by the son's girlfriend and then ultimate death. And then he gets obsessed with the girl and he's just following her around the whole movie for some, you know. uh, Unexplained reason. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's basically it. I mean, (laughs) if you've ever seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and that movie you have to you know keep track of to understand the course of the story this is much more difficult like i one of the like the first two words spy movie question mark this ewan mcgregor's character i don't even remember the name his name oh that doesn't matter no his name is just on the cast list as i I okay because his like password everywhere is I of the beholder. That's like his what's that called? His his passphrase or his name? Like oh, his oh, my oh. name or something. Well, and then you know it's like um, whenever the cop pulled him over in New York City and he you know shows him this ID card. He goes, "Sorry about that." Yeah, yeah, sure, you can park in front of a fire hydrant. Yeah, and he calls him detective, and it's like, okay, who is this guy? Yeah, because you know. I've never seen, I mean, until now, and mechanically, I I understand how it could be accomplished, but who would want to make a camera that fires with a, you know, firearm trigger? I mean, on a long rifle, you know, to say the least, it's like, are, are you, why? It's so unnecessary. So, you know, but, uh. It starts out with him exposing this boss, uh, and that's where you see you know him looking across uh, you know one high rise to another with this rifle like camera, and apparently you find out later it is a rifle as well. Mm-hmm. But he's looking through this high rise with a you know rifle camera, taking pictures of this boss uh, having fun in his office, fun quotes you know with some broad and. Then, immediately following his boss, who presumably is also a spy, says, I need you to spy on my son. Like, what kind of organization is this exactly? Yeah, it was kind of weird. And, um, and, but I did like how their building had lots of cats. That was interesting. (laughs) What, yeah, what was interesting about the building as well is how they're video conferencing from literally downstairs. <laughs> like, 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 not like you walk around to a flight of stairs, but literally up a flight of stairs, you open the door and boom, that's the person that you're video conferencing. <laughs> but needless to say, what else you got? Um. Well, I thought the f- first scene was kind of funny, just that guy getting outed and like you know the (laughs) picture of him you know being inappropriate and then everybody knows about it it was kind of funny yeah and then like i already said i like the cats in the the building but i don't i said is it an intelligence building or you know what i don't know and 
I guess we can move on to, I asked, is his dead daughter following him? Yeah, I I picked up on that pretty earlier, mm -hmm. or pretty early on, rather, yeah. and it was like that trailer was, so, you know, weird, you know, it was like in the middle of this trailer where you're having this intense dialogue, you hear a little girl go, so? And it's just like, what? The trailer makes as much sense as the movie. Uh, but uh, needless to say is the um, technology that they were using, you know, was seemingly advanced, but I don't know of the last time I've seen, you know, a circa 1998 Windows computer get hacked like that. Not to say it's impossible, but just the way they did it, they made it look super futuristic. Uh, spy equipment looked like it was um, incredibly uh, mobile and like... Um, Ewan McGregor's character, I, is on a plane plugging into the, you know, how they used to have the phones in the back of the headrest. I don't know if you remember that, but. Kind of. And yeah. he plugs in to a, you know, probably 48 kilobyte, you know, uh, connection or 64, whatever it is. And he's got perfect streaming video to, you know, either the base or wherever he's spying on. Like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, you know. Well, and I was, like, confused. I wasn't sure when this is supposed to be taking place because, like, the technology's, you know, advanced, but then, like, contrasted with the, um, like, I don't know, the decor of, like, the apartments that they were in and things. It just seemed like, you know, what air, what year are we in? Because the apartments and stuff seemed really old compared to, like, the technology um yeah or is that just like well, me not remembering the 90s <laughs> so we can it, it would be the late 90s i would imagine because of the tombstone at the end okay. and the timeline expressed throughout okay excuse me but then i yawned because i'm not a psychopath oh okay hope you yawned too but if you didn't hey there psychopath um <laughs> So, what else do we got? Um, I said this movie is confusing. <laughs> it seems like he just wants to be with the girl at some point and is just killing everyone that she might be able to find happiness with. Yeah, I mean, like, she is a murderer, a cold-blooded murderer. I know because she. The first thing we see is that she kills, you know, his boss's son, and then like it moves on from there. Like she continues to to kill people, and then like she finds someone that she's happy with. And I'm not sure if she was planning to kill him or not. It didn't seem like that's a little later. The um, the real uh, interesting thing is whenever um, he's following Megan uh, Ashley Judd's character on the train, and I guess she hooks up with this other guy. And after they get off the train, uh, Ewan McGregor's looking in the window, and then up, 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 it's just a floating body. Like, okay. Am I expected to believe that whatever place, you know, they were showering or whatever is like some uh, watertight area where you can drown someone in that? Yeah. Mm, not so much. 
But yeah. But now I'm wondering if he killed that guy instead. <laughs> okay, now that's an interesting angle. I didn't even think of it until just now. I mean, it is possible. Oh, it is very possible that it would... Oh my goodness. You just <laughs> killed the entire movie arc. But we, but we watched her kill the first guy. Though. No, because now, now it comes into question, was the entire movie a play on the title itself? Eye of the Beholder. Because now there are all of these murders that someone has to answer for. And it's his claimed experience, right? Because history is won by the victors. Oh, so maybe he killed all those people. Oh. Because he was, he was obsessed, obsessed with this girl. <laughs> oh man, that's a mind bend. Ugh. But um they they to get an idea of how obsessed this guy is with her, whenever she finds this guy that you know she's I guess happy with, he's in this church tower spy, spying down on her, and he takes out his little camera rifle. No, guess what? It's a real rifle, a bolt action, right? And he's standing at the steeple of a church. And one thing that they continuously got wrong was the positioning of the rifle. Like in one instance, you're looking at the side of a rifle barrel, you know, from around a corner. And then you switch camera back to him. But he's literally standing inside the entirety of the room. And so that butt is not extruding out into, you know, the window. Yeah. But in this case, whenever he is... He sees his girl, you know, leaving to get married. I say his girl, but that girl. Leaving Joanna. 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 That's her real name. Is he takes out his rifle, starts, you know, cocking back that bolt action and starts firing three shots from the church steeple. Yes. And I was thinking, who are you trying to kill and what are you trying to do? And he ultimately ends up killing her. The driver and, and the lover. I don't, the driver came out of the car. Oh, he okay, wasn't, no he was still alive. He was just hurt. But it was just like, um, okay, there's this big puff of white smoke. Now, I'm no forensic expert, but I imagine there are witnesses that said, well, you know, the smoke came from the steeple. <laughs> Yeah. But so, man. yeah, there were, that was kind of weird. Um, then my, my, um, thought was, well, we should, before I say that, we should mention like the snow globes. Oh, yeah, that he, snow, that he would collect. He would collect snow globes, and I guess what, for his, daughter or just for himself I don't no know. because now now that you made that comment i think they're trophies okay well oh my goodness but the snow globe was kind of cool because it would tell you where he was heading or where he just you know ended. yeah yeah and so that was kind of cool and also we at the well if you watch the alternate ending well no i won't get to that yet um because all of my other comments are like for the after we've seen the whole movie. Okay. We talked about the whole movie. Well, I, uh, that, that, that's precisely it. it. It wasn't necessarily that we didn't take, you know, notes in this movie. It was more along the lines of like, what are we watching? Yeah. I mean, I took, I took more notes than the last movie because yeah, I, I, I wasn't as engrossed. 
in this and I was just like thinking where is this heading and what's going on? They never really answer on where it's heading. <laughs> it just, you know, like, okay, that happened. Cool deal. Let's move on to the final part because, you know, there's a good amount to talk to uh, there. Okay. Is, well, well, so in the first ending, mm-hmm. he, you know, is has gone up to Alaska to follow this girl at a restaurant. And, you know, the feds are there because... They believe that she is responsible for these murders, and then they bring this doctor friend up there to confirm it's her, but the doctor trying to protect her said, no, it's not me. But uh, to understand what happened next is um, the um, doctor and Ewan McGregor's character had met previously in the film and said, oh, well, I taught her to you know be strong for herself, blah, blah, blah. And so she saw Ewan McGregor's character there and basically gave him a nod, like, get her out of here type thing. And so they leave, and they, you know, go back to the uh, home trailer where he has swapped out his gun with from rule bu- bullets to blanks. And she walks in, sees these maze of, you know, collections of all these globes from all the different places, and it clicks in her, oh my god, this guy's been following me. And so she, you know, shoots him, you know, uh, with a blank and he sold that bullet so well. Um, but obviously he's alive and then they're driving down the road. He's trying to catch up to her in a motorcycle and then. Yeah, she's in a car and he's mm. on a motorcycle. In Alaska, mind you. With the snow. Um, <laughs> and bam, she just crashes into a lake. All right. As she goes like, off the ledge. Off a hill yeah. type thing. So yeah. that's the first ending. And that's and, wh- and she dies. Yeah, she dies. And that that that's the first ending. Nothing else. Bye. Okay, you know, game's over. But then we found an alternate ending where every bit lines up to whenever they're driving and at the end where he's got the motorcycle and she's got the car, they like seemingly reach out to each other like, Oh, I love Try you, Jack. To touch hands. Yeah. And the moment they did, the exact same scene plays out where, you know, she's put in the water. And I'm thinking, okay, if your hand is sitting out the window and you're reaching out for someone, you know, it's like you are not looking for the off-ramp, you know, pardon my pun here, to dive headfirst in the ice when seemingly, if they were driving in the same line, they would have remained on the same path and ended up together. But yeah. no, she just, you know, grabs her hand and as soon as it is, bloop, bloop, right into the freaking frozen lake. Yeah, that, that didn't make as much sense. However, the second ending. After that, after she dies, he's somewhere else that's not Alaska. I'm not sure where. And he's at a grave site, a, mm-hmm. a headstone that is his wife apparently no 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 no. joanna ellis he said oh wait yeah no it was his wife because his name is steven wilson and oh yeah okay, was something yeah. wilson right and right, right. this this young girl is in front of the headstone and he's like who are you visiting and she says her mom and so he figures out that that's his daughter who is not the daughter from the picture that he thought because he just had like a class picture and was trying to guess which one was his 
And I'm God. sitting there trying to think to myself, is how he said, no, no, I'm the parent of, you know, just bam, swap out of old photo. Let me convince you, little girl. Hey, I got candy in my van. You want to come there? It's like, okay. And yeah, I just, I, I remembered right now what his actual name was because it doesn't say on IMDb. What was it? I just told you, Stephen. Oh, Wilson. Wilson yeah. And so like the little girl that he's seen. Uh, you know, that he sees at the graveyard is standing, you know, on his, I guess, old wife's grave. And yeah. she's like, saying my name, my name, or something. And his first thought is, oh, let me engage this person. Like, you know. But it was kind of a happy ending because then he maybe, but now that we know that, now that we've figured out that he might be the killer, I don't know, may not be good for her. I don't like where this is going because. <laughs> so this was a psychological. <laughs> Something. I don't no, know no, 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 no. It's, um, um, uh, it's making us think. Anyway. Yeah. But so I said, this was pointless. Not sure the meaning too deep for me. Um, my, my final commentary was conclusion. It was a creepy thriller love story with an action-packed theme. So it was kind of all three. Yeah, and then I said this was a weird movie, and you should watch the alternate ending just if you want to be a little happier. But then when this was over, I was like, we need to watch something, you know, um, something um, funny because that was too heavy of a movie to, like, end end the night on. Yeah, we ended up watching some Last Man Standing. (laughs) But still, this movie is just weird, and I, I'm interested to read more into the theories behind it, because in my head now, he's the killer. Yeah. Because, uh, okay, wait, just putting this out here. What serial killer, murderer, and I hope you know none, but do we know that would murder someone and then, oh, you know what? I'm just going to slide down to the dock and uh, get all this blood off me. You know, go buck naked, you know, and just come on. Yeah, because it was weird. It was weird because she was like hysterical and it was like maybe she's not the killer. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. But we though. still watched her. But you said it's from his perspective. So maybe I don't know. That's so interesting. I don't know, but we have to grade it. Oh, I will give it a 70. Do I want to give it a 72 or 74? How about a 73? Just right in between. I'll give it a 73. I give it a C minus and a 70%. Oh, all right. Well... So I think I actually gave this a higher score than Supernova. But that's because the trailer made me mad at that movie because it was very misleading. Watch Supernova, a movie nothing like the trailer. But watch this trailer so you'll want to see the movie. And it's bum, not, bum. it doesn't match its rating at all. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. That's what I was. I was also mad about that, too. 
What about last night? Not getting to see more nudity. No, I mean, come on, I was, Colin. No, Jeez. I was upset about the other movie. Oh, because oh. it said PG thirteen, and then we get like you know. Well, if you remember Crawford McGinsey from the Big T's. Crawford McKenzie. Yeah, McKenzie. What did I say? I I thought you said Mc. Maybe you were just saying in a weird accent. Okay, continue. Yeah. Anyway, is yeah, this movie gets 73, 70 from Colin, and you know. If you want us, you know, to look at a specific show, please let us know. Yeah, but we're probably just continuing on our path of watching things in chronological order. Which but we just got done really, with Star Trek, The Scorpion. If you're, like, you know, excited about one, comment. And and if it isn't on our list, we will put it on our list. I am looking forward to more movies and being more selective with movies. We'll try because sometimes I have FOMO. <laughs> sometimes. Let's be real. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up here. Yes. Do you have anything else you want to say? No. Well, I'm good. All right. Well, for time's sake, we'll wrap it up and we hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Miles. I'm Colin. And this has been You Ought to Watch. Enjoy the outro music. Thanks for listening to You Ought to Watch This Movie, a podcast about movies from the first decade of the 2000s, a.k.a. the aughts. Be sure to subscribe for new episodes covering movies you ought to watch. We'll see you next time.